0: Spoiler alert: This podcast discusses episode four of Westworld, season three. It wasn't my
1: fault. I thought you weren't real. <laughs> Just like you think I'm not real now, right? Real now, right? How, can sure? How can you ever be sure?
2: How can you ever be sure? I'm in control.
1: I've always been in control. But what if you're not? What if you're not? Every choice you ever made wasn't a choice at all, just something written in your code.
2: It's the host-fighting, sword-wielding, DNA-degenerating fan show Westward, the official Westworld podcast from Sky Atlantic. I'm Lauren Laverne. I'm
0: Lauren Laverne.
2: I'm Lauren Laverne.
0: Uh, I'm Lauren Laverne.
1: No,
2: I'm Lauren Laverne. Wait, what? You can't just copy a host's consciousness and put it into loads of different bodies, can you? Well, yes, apparently you can.
1: I assumed you brought someone else. You've just made copies of yourself. If you want something done right, do it yourself.
2: Coming up this week, I sent Jamie East on a special mission to get a behind-the-scenes look into the building of Westworld as he chats with production designer Howard Cummings. And not only that, because this week Jamie joins me live in our virtual studio for a mid-season special. Jamie, we are halfway through season three already and we've just had our first major twist and reveal. Dolores made multiple versions of
1: herself. Welcome to the end of the game.
2: So let's get this straight. Dolores' consciousness is inside host bodies of Charlotte, the bodyguard Connells, and Shogun World samurai Musashi. What did you make of this multi dolores twist,
0: Jamie? Well, I was quite surprised by the reveal, but then when I kind of sat down, and uh, as with most things with Westworld, when you sit down and kind of chew over them a bit, it all starts to make a bit more sense. And now I'm of the opinion that it could only ever have been... Uh, multiple Dolorises.
2: All right, we'll put that dish to one side for a chew over later. And we'll also come back to what this means for Westworld later in the podcast. But episode four also brought us the return of the man that we'd all been waiting for. Yes, the man in black is back. And he's looking a little worse for wear. I know what's real. I
0: know what's real.
2: So shall we have a little recap on all things old William Jamie?:
0: I'm so here for this.
2: Let's do it. At the start of season two, right after the Park massacre, he met the host version of young Robert Ford who tells him that there's a new game. he must find the door. This search is ultimately what drives William through season two and starts his descent into paranoid delusion. You're in my game in This game you have to make it back okay. out. This game. We must find the door. Congratulations, William. This game it is not for you. We learn more about William's backstory. He was married to Juliet Delos and persuaded her father, James Delos, to invest in the Westworld Park, which earned him his place at the top of the company and created Delos Destinations. Juliet tragically committed suicide in the bath after she discovered William's park data card, which described his personality profile as a persecutory subtype, a paranoid subtype and delusional.
0: My wife's death was no accident that she killed herself because of me.
2: In season two, we also met their daughter, Emily, who was introduced to us as a park guest in the Raj. Emily headed into Westworld in search of her father, but by the time she found him, he was so paranoid that he assumed she was a host sent by Ford, and in a state of desperate confusion, he gunned his daughter down.
1: Those were real, real people, this isn't a game, I I can show you. Fuck you for it. Fuck you!
2: On realising his mistake, William cuts into his right arm, desperate to see if he's a host, but we realise that he's most definitely human and has completely succumbed to his paranoia.
1: What is a person
0: but a collection of choices? Where do those choices come from? Do I have a choice?
1: you keep pretending you're not going to remember
0: who you are Were any of these choices ever truly mine to begin with
2: in the season two finale old william is reunited with dolores who he tries to murder dolores however loads a flattened bullet into his pistol which backfires mutilating william's fingers that's right dolores this is the end nothing else is in the way now
1: You never really understood. We were designed to survive. That's why you built us. You hoped to pour your minds into our form. But your species craves death. You need it. It's the only way you can renew, the only real way you ever inched forward. Your kind likes to pretend there's some poetry in that, but really it's pathetic.
2: In the final moments of Season 2, we are teased by a post-credits scene where we see William in a derelict version of The Forge. He's talking to a vision of his daughter Emily in what we assume is a distant future timeline. Has William finally become a host, undergoing fidelity testing, or is this all just another paranoid delusion?
1: I guess you've reached the centre of your maze, William.
2: I mean, wow. Jamie, if there was ever a tale of a human being desperately struggling with their own existence, then The Man in Black story is a modern classic, right?
0: Oh, he's brilliant. He's everybody's favourite person to hate in the show. And he's driven himself mad by his two biggest mistakes, his murder of his own daughter and the cause of his wife's suicide by him becoming so obsessed with Dolores, really. Mm. Uh, it's, It's kind of this triangle of three women that he has wronged beyond belief. And now I think we are seeing him face the final corner of that triangle. There's only one of those women left and that's Dolores.
2: Well, there's only one left in the real world. They're all still haunting him, aren't they? They're all still very present in his mind. So uh, I wonder if you spotted the reference to the death of William's wife when he emerged from a dream and was in a flooding bath. I mean, that must be a big factor that's driving his guilt at
0: this point. His his madness is, is driven completely by guilt. He's caused the death of the only two people that he loved. Um, and the other person that he loved turned out to be someone who could never love him. You know, Dolores, uh, ca- caught in a loop, wasn't human, could never really, truly uh, love another human, or as far as we know, so far. So yeah, he he's a man that's just been eaten up by his guilt. And and I think in this episode, we see, we almost see a bit of redemption. We see a man that 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 has kind of had to face his ghosts and has realised that he's absolutely screwed
2: so do we think that the man in black is still human at this stage I mean in the flash forward at the end of season two we assumed he was a host in testing in some sort of very different future are we there already what do you, what do you reckon
0: that scene at the end of season two is is still one of the scenes throughout the whole throughout everything we've seen that still fascinates me and, and slightly confuses me is that you know we all assume that, that, that he was a host and that that was probably hundreds of years in the future I mm. think this season may give us a few answers as to, as to when or even where that 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 scene took place, um, I thought it was quite interesting uh, that we that we saw. I don't know if you saw it, Lauren. That he had what seemed to be kind of like almost like crown implant. He had like screw tips in in, in the nubs of his fingers.
2: I missed that, but this, so so what? Like presumably the fingers that were damaged when Dolores put the the messed up bullet into his gun. Yeah,
0: we we see these weird kind of implant uh spaces so i don't know Ooh. whether that's an anomaly in in terms of uh plot or or what i don't know it, 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 There's something in the timeline that doesn't really that doesn't really sit right for me
2: it would it would make sense that we we would be augmenting ourselves human beings by that point um but i wonder i would i mean presumably they're going to reveal that in the coming episodes good spot thank you very much now, uh, Jamie, I know it won't have escaped your notice that Charlotte Hale slash Dolores pricked William's neck to draw a little bit of his blood. What's she going to do with that, do we reckon? Well,
0: I can only assume that the whole storyline of Dolores and Caleb needing blood in order to steal money was linked to this to show us that you still need the human genome and DNA in order to do certain things in the world, which is quite interesting, actually, that that ultimately if you still want to take ultimate control, you need a bit of humanity there to do it. But we saw them use quite a lot of blood in order to get access to his account. And this was a tiny, a tiny pinprick. So who knows? It's got to be connected though.
2: All right, let's put the brakes on the fan chat for now because Jamie, you've got speed dial access to the inner workings of Westworld. Tell us who you've been chatting to this week. So
0: this week, I caught up with production designer Howard Cummings, uh, who tells me all about the incredible new worlds that he's created this season. Westward. Could you start by just explaining to the listeners what a production designer's role is? In
1: the most simplest terms, what a production designer is responsible for is pretty much anything the camera looks at. This season, everything has changed. We had two concept artists just for the props because weekly crazy devices would show up, like the bespoke tailoring system. So we got to kind of make up all that kind of stuff. is really super fun. We got to go to MIT Wow! and the MIT labs, and they did a whole walkthrough for us, which was fantastic. We got to see all these different people working on different projects which are weirdly things we were simultaneously I was designing at the same time that were just mind-blowing. I was going like, oh my God, I can't believe how bright these people are. And they were equally like, we love Westworld.
0: (laughs) One of my favorite pieces of scenery in, in season three that we've seen so far is the beautiful kind of hotel with the with all the foliage kind of uh, spilling out. That must have been great fun to design.
1: When we were trying to build what future Los Angeles was going to look like, we actually got to work with a very well-known architect. His name is Bjarke Ingels. And Bjarke, was a huge fan of the show and in season two i got a message through other art directors like do you know this guy he wants to come by you know is that okay i said are you kidding because his buildings especially spoke to me in terms of what the future might be like foliage and shapes and so when we got to build this new world bjarke got to be involved and he was saying if you're going to shoot a location to try to build this world where would you go and he said uh, Singapore. Wow. That hotel that you're talking about, that's in Singapore. The one they fly over is called the Oasia Hotel. And it's this kind of cylinder covered in greenery. It's so cool. In Singapore, newer buildings have to have this green feature incorporated. And usually it has to be vertical because the buildings are so tall. So it's really... Amazing, and, and, you know, all the roadways are all like any kind of bridge or anything. It's covered in greenery.
0: I'm guessing the kind of future world, as we see it, is is the most difficult one for you to create. But things like the Raj world that we've seen, the, the the war world, where do you kind of like draw those kind of influences from? Are they plucked from your imagination, or do you do you go back to kind of specific films or other kind of like texts?
1: You know, obviously the World War II stuff was a lot of fun, but. Because Westworld is a amusement park, it's not just historical. We're not creating just accurate history. There's a kind of amplified idea for it, which you do take from movies. You know, we looked at Casablanca. You'll see in another episode, there's a whole plane that figures in. And you get this sort of beautiful imagery, and there's an underground cafe that i was looking at marlena dietrich movies and things like that
0: okay yeah is there a scene or a setup over over your years of westworld that you're most particularly proud of
1: i think the coolest thing the thing i really was happy that we finally got to pull off was creating the delos corporation and i said we have to go down to valencia to the city of arts and sciences which is all that beautiful architecture it's an arts compound and I said, well, what if Dallas is like a, a campus? The administration building is the opera house at this city of arts and sciences. So whenever Hale flies in on her AirPod and then goes to the office, it's just
0: awesome. What a wonderful, wonderful time you seem to have had on the show. And it shows because it's, uh, it's just beautiful to watch. And season three is just gearing up to be the best yet.
2: Next week we'll be chatting with Westworld's costume designer and I for one want to know where she got Dolores' incredible corporate bondage wear that she's really been rocking this season. All about the ear cough for me. I need details. Back to episode four now. Chirac made a second attempt at persuading Maeve to join his cause but this time he used an altogether different approach. Whining and dining.
0: Bring yourself back online.
1: Another simulation? Well, this one's a bit over the top.
0: No No Maeve. This is Inkworth. You've had some time to think things through. I hope it's made you more receptive to my offer.
2: Sherry, please. In the largest glass you've got. If you'd really wanted to impress me, you could have thought to bring me to Paris. It would have worked on me, but honestly, Maeve, she takes some talking round. Before we get on to Maeve, now fascinatingly, in this scene, we discover, Jamie, that Paris no longer exists. I mean, talk about
0: future predicting. It's uh, it's pretty dark. What on earth happened to it? On the side of some of the vans and vehicles that we see, we do see chemical weapon biohazard, nuclear hazard symbols there. So we get the sense that at some point in the not-too-distant past, there's been some catastrophe. I think all of this will lead through to some kind of subplot or even main plot that humans can't be trusted with our own existence anymore.
1: Mm.
2: Also in this scene, Chirac finally explains why he wants Delos's data from the park.
0: Humanity's biggest threat has always been itself. I've been trying to control that, negotiate a way into the future. But to do that, I needed to understand Humanity. So I created the most comprehensive picture of human behaviour ever seen.
2: In return for finding Dolores, shirak offers Maeve a future with her daughter, but, crucially, not quotes in this world. He says there's no path for hosts and humans to live together. So what does he mean by that?
0: I don't think it means that literally hosts and humans cannot kind of cohabit or, or even fall in love. I think it's something slightly more, slightly grander than that Mm. slightly more sinister but hopeful
2: whatever he's up to though he knew exactly what Maeve wanted and now she's joined his team to take down Dolores and we were given a brilliant scene in this episode where Maeve took control of the automatic aiming guns to obliterate the Yakuza you're a bit old need something that aims for you I'm afraid you don't speak
1: its
2: language classic Maeve, Jamie, in this scene. Just Maeve really at her best there, didn't you think?
0: If you ever need anyone just to rock up and kick some ass, mm. we can rely on Maeve to do it. She she gets woken up just to kill a load of humans and then gets killed and then has to get wake up and do it all again.
2: I know. there is There are two ways of looking at that, I suppose. You could think she's in this sort of death cycle, but I guess she could also be, it could be a rebirth cycle. You know, she's, she's the most maternal character, I think, isn't she? So she maybe represents that cycle of birth more than death, hopefully.
0: True. Yeah, you're the optimist in, in, in this duo. Yeah.
2: Glass half full, mate. Glass half full. The big reveal in this episode, halfway through the season, and the question that we've been going crazy asking ourselves is, whose consciousness was inside the new hosts in the real world? And we finally have an answer. Dolores
1: stole five pearls. Who did she put inside you?
0: Who are you? Really? Who would she have trusted? After all the time we spent together. You don't recognise your only friends.
2: So it turns out, Jamie, that Dolores' heart was stone cold. She didn't bring the minds of any of her fellow hosts into the real world. No Teddy, no Clementine, no Armistice, no Akichita. She just made several copies of herself instead and put them into a selection of her favourite bods. How narcissistic can you get, Jamie East?
0: It does on the face of it seem an incredibly vain exercise. But when you think about the people that she's chosen and where she's placed them within the grand scheme of things, she's actually been really clever and created, even though it's a small army, they've managed to infiltrate the most powerful and most important parts of, I guess, modern world. Mm -hmm. They all have, in true Liam Neeson style, a very particular set of skills and have been carefully kind of selected. She's chosen like people that can go in and absolutely sort stuff out, but in very different ways. So Charlotte Hales, very much from a corporate strategic point of view, is able to kind of infiltrate uh, Delos. And then there's Connells, who obviously has access to Liam and all the connotations that that implies. Masashi as well, just because he's just cool as really. But she seems to be the queen bee. You know, Mm -hmm. they do seem to be quite drone-like.
2: They're Beta and she's Alpha. That definitely seems to be the case.
0: Yeah, they're soldiers, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, they've all got her strengths, but then they've also all got her weaknesses. Very interesting how this could play out. I'm just thinking about, you know, if it was me, this team would not be very productive if it was just made up of several me's. Definitely better to, <laughs> to pool many, many different skills. Um, so we know that Dolores, disguised as Charlotte Hale, smuggled five control units or pearls out of the park. And we know that she printed five bodies at Arnold's house in the real world. Bernard, Shogun World's Musashi, the bodyguard Connells and herself. But who is the fifth body?
0: Oh goodness me! I know you're going to ask me this. I, it can't be, it can't be the man in black slash William that we saw because, or can it? I mean, Charlotte took a pinprick of of, of his blood. Was that to check that that he was oh. the human or the host version? Is mm. there are there two of them knocking around somewhere? It's, it's it's very very complicated. We could be looking at different timelines. Is mm-hmm. it somebody that we already know? Uh, I suspect I suspect it's it's a character that that is already playing a part in what we're already watching. I don't mm-hmm. think there's going to be a big kind of like someone stepping out of the shadows and we see teddy turn up. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think it's, I'd be di-
2: I'd be a bit disappointed if that did turn. I have to I say it lie. would
0: be a bit of a limp fifth uh, host, <laughs> yeah. I th- but I think it's going the, the 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 twist and the reveal is going to be that it it's Shirak maybe.
2: There's definitely more to him than meets the eye, isn't there? Yeah. So do these bodies, these multiple Dolores, do they all have the same motivations and beliefs and ambitions as the original Dolores? We did say before we think she's kind of Alpha and they're a little bit beta. She's definitely bossing them around, isn't she?
0: I think they've got the same objectives. I think they've all got they've all got the same mission objectives. Mm. But we've seen Chinks in the armor. We still see a bit of Charlotte in in Charlotte Dolores, which mm. is quite strange, really, given the fact that there theoretically shouldn't be any of Charlotte involved in that. It's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's, a well, it's a host rather than the human. It's a pearl that is just Dolores, and actually the body is just a is is just whatever that white stuff is. Mm. But there's there's clearly a little conflict, and there's clearly little bits of um of, of the consciousness from Charlotte in that, which is similar to Arnold and Bernard.
2: Bernard's a little bit different to the other three isn't he because he he seems already to be following his own path to an extent. He he is a sort of hybrid. He's not quite Dolores, is he?
0: But that's the thing with Bernard, he always thinks he's following his own path and then gets bamboozled uh, when he realizes that he's just been a patsy all along for someone else. So is Bernard Bernard is my is is just a little dot 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 there.
2: When will poor Bernard get his own mind to himself? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Jamie, I've got a bit of a theory on how we could have spotted much earlier that there were multiple Dolori. I found something that I think everybody totally overlooked. You ready for this? Go for it. So the host that contained Dolores' original control unit was Charlotte Hale, right? Yeah. Charlotte Hale then printed a new body of Dolores... But a host can't remove their own control unit. We saw how Maeve collapsed in the simulation when her control unit was unplugged. And we saw that Bernard was printed after Dolores. Right. So when Charlotte Hale printed Dolores, she had no one to remove her original control unit from her own body to put into Dolores's host body. And so the only way for Charlotte to build Dolores and have Dolores' consciousness inside of it was to make a copy. So the new Dolores is a copy of herself. We should have known this a long time ago.
0: I'm still drawing this. This is like you know when you've got to get the fox and the chicken across the across the lake in the rowing boat without them eating each other. That's a that's a that's a good theory. Doesn't that doesn't that answer the fifth host question? Aren't there two Doloreses then? Actual Doloreses. An extra
2: Dolores. Out yeah, there's there. a
0: substitute. There's a spare. There's an heir and a spare. Maybe that maybe you've maybe you've cracked
2: it. I mean, well, she's got to turn up soon, then, hasn't she? <laughs> yeah. I dabble, but we all know that you are the grand master of theory crafting, and I know that you've got something special for us this week. Talk us through it.
0: I want to talk about Westworld's vision of the future. Well, we know that a load of animals have become extinct. Do you remember when Charlotte Haleson, when Nathan asks if we could see an elephant? Mommy. I want you to take me
1: to see a real elephant. There aren't any. They're all gone now.
0: Fans of Blade Runner might be wondering if we're going to see robot animals in this real world, just like the snakes, horses, and, well, we've already seen a dragon in the park, R.I.P. Drogon. Uh, a viral <laughs> or biological disaster has wiped out France and appears to be the world that Chirac grew up in. I know what it is to see a world disappear in a blink of an eye. Alcohol is still knocking around, seems to be prevalent, but we're also seeing more use of what appears to be recreational drugs or stimulants that I think they're called the limbic tabs. And that pill called Genre this week, which incidentally is the name of next week's episode.
1: They call it Genre. Digital psychopharma hybrid, brand new. It's your implant and your bloodstream sends you straight to the silent hero
0: and back. Lastly, and here's where I'm going to hit you with my mega theme, yes. so brace yourself. Right? Yes! Did you spot the rockets touching down in the distance as Bernard walked by?
2: Obviously, yes. You couldn't miss them. We him. saw
0: uh, a rocket land, or a pair of rockets land, then moments later saw another rocket launch into the sky. What does this mean? So in a world where we know that there are fast travel flying vehicles and self-driving cars... What are the rockets being used for? Are they being used to transport heavy goods around the world? Is this just the future of freight? Or are these rockets being used to transport people off-world? Are there human passengers on board? We know that there's been a biological disaster in some way or biohazard. We know that Paris no longer exists and, Mm -hmm. and we're all in a hell of a lot of trouble. So is this the mass extinction of humanity leaving Earth? Are they heading to the safety of, I don't know, another structure? Or even another planet who would have the facility slash the the means or even the the ambition to to do something like that which is why i think that one of the reasons shirak is interested in why delos learned the capability of downloading consciousness and humans into into data form (gasps) is that perhaps he's not taking humans and putting them on a planet. Maybe his plan is to take the consciousness of humanity from Earth and upload them into hosts on a different planet just to basically reboot humanity as hosts, but using the consciousness of humans using Delos technology. Wham, bam. Thank you
2: oof I am floored my brain just exploded this yes I love it I love that theory I mean these billionaires do get a god complex don't they they do it always happens they
0: do and Chirac might be the fifth Dolores, and this could be part of Dolores's big plan which is to finally integrate and humanity
2: Oh mate, I love it. And I tell you what as well, couldn't that be where William is at the end of season two? Perhaps he's not in the distant future, perhaps he's on a distant planet.
0: Are you suggesting, uh, Lauren, that maybe Westworld that we've been watching uh, isn't exactly like Texas sand? It's moon rock.
2: <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> think about it. It does
0: look very Matt Damon the Martian.
2: Oh, oh, love it. Um, well, I love that theory. What did you think? We are putting that theory out to our Facebook fan group. What did you think at home? Head to Sky TV on Facebook and you'll find us there in the groups tab. There's loads going on there all week for Westworld fans.
0: Westworld.
2: So at the end of the episode, Maeve is left bleeding out yet again, wearing red in a pool of the white liquid that they use to make hosts. Very, very interesting. Symbolically interesting too. Did the colours, Jamie, remind you of the end of the new title sequence? And, and if so, what do you think that means?
0: They're quite evocative kind of colours, aren't they? They're like seeing droplets of blood going into that milky kind of substance. It's got to be symbolism. You know, Westworld is chock block full of symbolism. And this could be yet again another hint that hosts and humans are becoming more and more intertwined.
2: And obviously, from a practical point of view, this setting, which appears to be some sort of backstreet lab run by the mortician who may have originally went to sea, masquerading as a distillery. I think when they go in the sign says distillery. Uh, but are they creating black market hosts there and, and using this fluid to do that? Do you think
0: the whole the factory, the kind of backstreet factory, the host factory? It's going to be an interesting one because that implies that there's a market for hosts out in the real world, mm. that even that humans know that they're kind of like bombing around and that you can go and buy yourself a host for, for, for whatever nefarious kind of purposes. And also, it also, for, for a plot point of view, gives Dolores a base to build. There's an ability for, for the hosts that we know, or even Arnold, whoever, or Chirac, whoever, to actually go somewhere and build hosts. There are only a few places dotted around. That you can do that
2: Exactly And at scale I mean Arnold's house Is that like, you're not going to Get many done in a day there But if you've actually got This huge laboratory And all that kit in there Yeah You can churn them out Now we are almost out of time But can we just take a moment To discuss the party That Liam Dempsey goes to With his friends In episode four The one that everyone Managed to get a ticket for
1: Tonight is not about Dead girlfriends It's about Unabashed self-gratification Really? She's not even overdose. this. Who the fuck even does it? And, There's something
2: here for everyone, even you, my friend. I don't know. My word, Jamie. Is this what super-rich parties of the future look like? Sex, drugs, extravagance?
0: It reminded me of kind of record company parties from about 1996, <laughs> when there was money.
2: <laughs> oh great days great days jamie um so you know you were saying before we were talking about this black market in hosts that seems to be going on i wonder if some of the the young ladies and gentlemen up there on the podiums uh were hosts
0: rather than people what do you think i think you're probably right it did seem as though it, it had it had a feeling of of kind of season one westworld in the western you know when we when pariah yeah it did it kind of reminded me a lot of that and a bit of Sweetwater, where people were just kind of cracking on with all of their deepest darkest kind of fantasies it it was interesting that clearly it was the elite that was sat perusing and viewing what was going on Mm. i think that's where there is a black market for hosts and they're being used for uh, disgusting purposes
2: there was some dialogue that sounded a little bit familiar as well. Perhaps a reference to Maeve in season one, Jamie. Have a listen to this.
1: All sex is commerce. If you don't know that, you're just being billed indirectly. You're
2: always paying for it, darling. And the difference is our costs are fixed and posted right there on the door. So there you go. Not the first time that we've had uh, parallels in dialogue this season, is it?
0: No, uh, I spotted another. Uh, In the first episode of season three, Caleb said they built the world to be a game. The game is rigged and they always win. And there's a season one quote from uh, Man in Black. He says pretty much the same thing. He says, you never understand that the game is rigged. You're here to be the loser. You see, the house always wins. They're, Mm -hmm. They're always drawing parallels between Westworld and the real world.
2: But it's becoming increasingly difficult to know who the they is in this scenario. Well, we're
0: halfway through season three, pretty much, and we still really don't know who the bad guy is.
2: That's why we love Westworld, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, except that it's kind of everyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's no good guy. Caleb's the good guy, maybe.
2: For now. For now.
0: For now.
2: (laughs) And with that, we've reached the end of this week's game. Thank you so much, as ever, for your absolutely excellent analysis, Jamie. Westworld returns Monday, 9pm, on Sky Atlantic for Episode 5, Genre. We can't wait. Westworld is a production by Znack & Co and Coex Studios for Sky Atlantic. I'm Lauren Laverne. Freeze all motor functions.
0: Westworld. The Westworld podcast from Sky Atlantic.